Welcome to the Questioning God podcast with John Hopper. I'm your host, Blaine Larson, and this is a resource produced by Search, an organization committed to having conversations about the big questions of God and life. This episode is all about chapter three. Can we know the truth about anything, especially about God? John, what do you think about that? Yeah, so Blaine, one of the things that comes up in conversations with people, um, and this isn't, I would say, the majority of people, but there's some when you start talking about God and even evidence for God, as we talked about in the last chapter, is it sort of revert to this position of, well, can we really know anything, though? Because you know, we're all biased and you know maybe we don't see everything. We certainly don't know everything. So can we really know anything? And so... So when the evidence starts to point in this certain way, there's some sort of this backtracking, like, well, maybe we can't really know anything, so we can't really know anything about God. And so um, so this question come, come up for people, perhaps even more so for you know some younger generations that are just kind of, you know, there's a lot of fake news out there, like, so how can we really know anything? Like? Sure, so, it's understandable. Yeah, it's understandable for sure. So um, one of the things, though, that I think is important for people people to see that that ask this question that wonder whether we can really know anything is that they act all the time as if they really do know things like how so so for example um driving like most people don't purposely go driving the wrong way on the road that that may only happen a few times in your life where you accidentally do it and then you really quickly get back onto the right side of the road well why do you do that because you must do that because you believe, like you have this knowledge that says, if I drive on the wrong side of the road, it's probably not going to go well for me, right? So, so you're acting as though you know something. Or let's say you have a, of a child and they're running out in the street and here comes a car. You don't just stand there and do nothing because you don't really know whether that car will create any damage <laughs> to your child or not. Like you grab that child and yank them out of the way because you. You act as though you know something, right? So, so even people who ask this question, well, can we really know anything? They're acting every day as though we really can know things, and they're they're acting in ways that are um, even in my examples here that are um, it's life and death issues. <laughs> so, so, um, so I think in some ways it's a little bit selective when people ask this. In other words, they're saying, well, can we really know anything in a way to sort of dismiss whether we can know anything about God when they really do believe that you can know things because they act that way every single day in their life. And is it accurate to say that a statement like, I can't know anything or we can't know anything is self-defeating? Yeah, I mean, I think if you— if you say that right, then you can't even believe that statement that Jesus made. Yeah. <laughs> you can't even know that you don't know anything. Right? So there's a philosophical problem Absolutely. as well. Yeah. Now, okay, if truth is knowable, mm-hmm. though, how do we come to know it? Yeah. Well, I think that um, truth always corresponds with reality. In fact, if we believe something not to be true, oftentimes we'll end up sort of bumping against reality, right? So so we might not we might think, oh, you know, I can, you know, 
throw my fist at that wall and it won't hurt me, right? But when we do that and it hurts our hand, like realities, you know, there's a checkpoint. Yeah. There. <laughs> They're like, um, we now know pain. We now know that it hurts us, right? So, so, so truth, I think, is best discovered simply by seeing do our beliefs match up with what reality is 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 telling us. So if we say um, uh, it's raining outside, that's our truth statement. Well. Is that corresponding with reality? Do we see water falling from from the sky? Okay, so there's a reason to to know this thing that I'm saying is truth because it's corresponding with reality. Now, now someone could say, "Well, yeah, but maybe we don't really know that it's raining. Maybe you know there's some you know huge helicopter in the sky and it's dumping water and it's just making it look like it's raining." And and that's always a possibility. Like we could always come up with these um, strange kinds of stories that could account for things. Okay. So I have a stolen car in my garage, for example, and the police come, you know, and they're talking to me about why do you have this car here? And so, well, yeah, I saw these aliens and they just came down and they deposited the car <laughs> you know, yeah. into my garage. Right? <laughs> like we could always come up with these sort of, sort of crazier ideas but I don't think that's really how we arrive at the truth that we sort of use every day in life. Like I said, people people act as though they know things all the time to be true. And when, when, and when they come to those things, not because uh, they're uh, discounting you know, what they see to be true, God, these wild possibilities. Instead, what they're doing is saying, Hey, what's most reasonable to believe when I see falling water in the sky is that it's, it, it's actually raining. Or, you know, if there is a stolen car in someone's garage, that somehow they're implicated in this. And so um, one of the things that I think is really important to see, Blaine, when we're talking about truth is that truth isn't about um, picking and choosing in between all possible conclusions. It's really about picking about the most reasonable conclusion. Like, if if we if we sort of bring in the alien dropping the car <laughs> down into my and we say, well, yeah, that's a possibility, so we can't really know. Like, I I don't I don't think that's the best route to go, right? So we have to look at what's most reasonable to believe. So, or there's a huge helicopter in the sky that's dumping water, and that's why well, it looks like it's raining, but it's not really raining there. So, um, so I think if we're gonna arrive at truth and and, and be confident in the truth. We need to look at reality and we need to not consider these sort of wild, crazy possibilities. That are much less reasonable. Because how could you that's, know anything if you do that? That's right. That's right. So so this all makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm totally sure. tracking with yeah, you, yeah, but what does yeah. it have to do with God? Right, right. Yeah. Well, um, I think it means that if we, if we want to know about sort of God's existence, okay, um, we need to look at the evidence and come to sort of the most reasonable conclusion and not sort of uh, really give credence to these really wild sorts of ideas, okay? So um, so in our last episode, we talked about sort of the fine-tuning of the universe, right? So, and it would seem to me that the evidence is pointing to the fact that there had to be somebody who fine-tuned that. It's just like it's too precise to... Uh, 
think that it just came about randomly. In fact, the example, right, that I used in the last podcast too was I said, you know, if I came into my home and there was a birthday cake and it had my name on it and had the right candles on it, it's like, well, we wouldn't think that just got there by accident or, you know, some stranger brought it in and it just happened to be the, you know, the right day with the right candles and that sort of thing. So we would think there's a somebody that really was there that knows me that brought it. So it seems like when we look at that kind of evidence, right, that it, um, it's uh, that we ought to say that's something that we can know to be true, that there's someone behind this, some intelligent being that's causing this uh, to be. So um, now we could come up with sort of really wild possibilities. Again, in the last episode, I talked about, well, let's say that we are just one of, you know, zillions of zillions of universe, and we just happen to be in the one lucky universe where there's, you know, there, where life is possible. Now, that's just sort of a, kind of a crazy, let's bring the aliens in <laughs> sort of thing to, to account for it. So it's not really the most reasonable explanation for things. So you could say, for example, go, going back to what I said initially, let's, you've got a child out in the street, okay, a car's coming down, and you say, well, you know, I don't really know that that car will hit my child. Like, like maybe it's got some special kind of bumper and it'll knock my kid, but it will be a really soft hit and they'll kind of roll and they'll giggle and they'll have fun sort of thing. I don't think just because that's maybe in the you know realm of possibility, right? So it's some wild possibility that, that you would sit there and watch the car come and hit your kid, right? You'd say, it's not reasonable. I'm pulling my kid out of the way, right? So because I know that if it hits them, it's going to hurt. <laughs> that's the most sort of reasonable stance to take. And I think that's the case with God as well, is we need to look at the evidence. Does it correspond sort of, you know, is, is that evidence like this is what reality is? So is what I'm thinking about sort of God, is it matching up with that reality? And uh, I don't need to consider sort of the harebrained sort of wild ideas. I can go with what's most reasonable. Now, if if all the evidence is is pointing towards God and it and it seems reasonable, is there still room for doubt in all of this? Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think there's always room for doubt. You can always say, "Yeah, but what if?" Right? So, um, you know, what if somebody else brought the cake? <laughs> you know, so, yeah, it wasn't my wife who made the cake? Maybe it was some stranger. You know, there's always that possibility, and and those thoughts of doubt will probably always come into our mind about different things. Right? So. And I think what's really key here, Blaine, is to, to look at the substance of those doubts. So sometimes we just have these thoughts, yeah, but what if that's not right? Um, but we don't really have any evidence for those doubts. It's just a thought that comes into our head. So let's say, for example, that um, you've got these five strong pieces of evidence for the existence of God. That's what I, I bring up in, in the book. But then you have this fleeting thought, but maybe I'm wrong and there really isn't a God, okay? Well, what sort of evidence do you have that there isn't a God? And, and you really need to look at what evidence is there, and if it's, there's not really much evidence there, it's like you need to doubt your doubts. So, um, so if, you, if you look at both and you say, well, there's equal evidence on either side, well, then maybe there's a reason to sort of have some doubt. But I, I met with a lot of people that are saying, you know, I used to follow God, but now I'm having some doubts. And I'll, and I'll say to them, I'll say, well, so, so what are the, some of the things you're struggling with? Why do you have doubts? Well, I don't really know. I just, I'm just not sure. So, well, 
do you think that God could be real because of X, Y, and Z? Yeah, yeah, I think that, but I'm just not sure whether God is real, right? So they have doubts, but they're not very substantiated. And in those cases, I think it's important to to doubt our doubts. Yeah, and in something this critical mm-hmm. to life. Yeah. Yeah, to to not examine a doubt or or the opposite position with the same critical eye as you'd examine the affirmative would would not be very smart. That's right. Well, John, this has been another great conversation about chapter number three. Can we know the truth about anything, especially about God? Next episode, we're going to be talking about chapter four. How can a person believe in God in this scientific age? And if you haven't already, go pick up Search's new book, Questioning God Answers to Questions Worth Asking. It's available now on questioninggod.com and on Amazon. And we look forward to having you join us next time on the Questioning God podcast with John Hopper.